I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number nine. Tonight's podcast is our special Father's Day episode, featuring many of your own contributions and a special guest recording. With me tonight on the panel are the original Diz Dad, the Disney fanatic, Nathaniel Poe. Hey, Nathan. That's fine. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, glad to have you here. Uh, Mark Pratt. Evening, everybody. Paul Hodger. Hey, guys. Uh, Christian Hill. Hi, guys. Nice to be here. And Joe D'Antonio. How's everybody doing? Glad to be here. Doing great and glad to have you all aboard. Um, We'll also be joined later tonight for the first time ever by a special celebrity guest. Uh, You'll hear the interview I conducted with Tom Kane. Tom is the voice of Yoda in the Clone Wars cartoons and the voice of Admiral Ackbar in Star Wars and Star Tours 2.0. But before we get to the pre-recorded piece there, I'd like to play some of those Father's Day voicemails that we received from our listeners and panel members. Hi, this is Andy, AFWDW fan uh, on the Dizboards. Uh, is that number 460? I just want to say a happy Father's Day to all the Diz Dads out there and everybody listening. Um, I really don't have a, a specific single incident that happened at Disney World with my dad to, to really reflect back on. But my dad never really, I don't think, enjoyed Disney as much as the rest of the family. And yet he always has and, and still to this day does go out of his way to make sure that we can go for, you know, a week or a few days every few years. Um, you know, it, I know there are things he'd rather be doing with his time than be at Disney World. But, you know, he always enjoyed family time together. Uh, he knew we had a great time there together. We made a lot of great family memories. And it's just one of those special things. He always, always enjoyed putting the trip together and, and making sure we all got to, to spend some quality time together and have some fun. Um, you know, we've had a lot of great family memories there over the years, and, and I just hope to be able to continue that for my own children. So, again, happy Father's Day, and thanks for putting this together. Hey, all you just dads, this is Mark, or Pat Pack from the boards. My pet Disney moment. Um, with my children, I was watching Wishes with them from the bridge next to the castle. Wishes has always been something special to me. Uh, but on this particular day, it was even more special. It was the first time I got to see it with all three of my kids and my wife together. And at that moment, they were all in the same spirit. No arguments, no squabbles, just all eyes focused on the castle. And with tears in my eyes, I would hug each one individually, watching them totally engrossed in the magic moment, watching one of the best shows Disney has to offer. Disney has become a, uh, a way of, our, of life for me and my children. And as a child, I, the best memories that I have of my mom and dad are from our vacation. Whether it was out camping or hiking with my dad or going to amusement parks. I never got to experience Disney as a child, so now I get to live it vicariously through my children. The way their faces light up when we walk out from underneath the train station and the first trip to the castle for that trip is pure magic. My wife cries every time she skips with my, with my daughter down Main Street. I love my children and I hope I can be the best father and dad I can be. I'm here to more, many more trips in the future. Happy Father's Day to all you dads and especially my dad, John. Dad, I love you and I thank you for making me the father I am today. Hey guys, um, this is Paul. I don't know, and I guess it's Rod Belding on the boards. Um, my memory, I guess it's not specific, but of Disney World growing up with my father, 
um, that he'd take us there just about every year. Um, it's really where my love of Disney came from. Growing up, that was really the only vacation we ever took. Um, loved it, um, you know, and would take us there all the time. And he just, he was one of the guys that didn't have a favorite ride or restaurant or anything. He just loved being in the magic. Um, and one thing he always talked about um, in his later years were running the marathon. Um, when they introduced that in the 90s, he just thought that was the greatest thing. He was a runner, and his dream was to one day run the Disney Marathon, so that was his plan. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away about 10 years ago, the age of 49, and uh, was never able to do it. So two years ago, um, I was fortunate enough to go down and run it um, in my dad's memory. So I ran it, and um, it was extra special because it was also uh, my daughter's birthday. So I was able to take my daughter down there for her first trip, celebrate not only her birthday, but my father's memory. So um, it was really special to be able to share that with my daughter and kind of share the love of Disney that my dad had instilled in me. And um, I'm also glad to announce that in September we'll be welcoming a son uh, to our family as well. And we're naming him and my father in honor of what a great man he was. And, uh, Every time I'm down at Disney, I just think about how great uh, he was and uh, the love of Disney and still to hit us. So um, that's my memory. Uh, I think this is a great idea. I hope everybody has an absolutely wonderful Father's Day. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Hello, this is the Disney fanatic. Dis Dad number one on the Dis Dad Sports. Um, just calling to say that my fondest memory of Walt Disney World was spending my son's eighth birthday at Walt Disney World. We went on a Disney cruise, we toured all four parks, stayed at the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it was just a wonderful time. Everything that we did uh, was memorable. Just the smile on my son's face was worth every penny that we paid for that trip, and I will never forget it. And um, just love Walt Disney World, love my son, love God. I love you guys, this dads. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hi, this is David Nicely, known as the Dead 619. I'm a disc sports. Uh, first of all, happy Father's Day to all my fellow disc dads. My favorite father uh, theme memory involves the first time that we took our twin daughters to Walt Disney World. They were about two and a half. And we were just getting to all things princess, so we made a reservation at Oscar House uh, inside the Norway Pavilion at Epcot. Made them all dressed up uh, as their favorite princesses, Belle and Aurora. And you know, Disney magic happens when you least expect it. And while we were waiting towards the back of Norway to stay, to stay cool, it was the middle of summer, all of a sudden we heard a cheerful English accent, and it was Mary Poppins. And we were the only ones around her, so we had her all to ourselves. And she knelt down and talked with girls for what seemed like forever. And it was just a special connection that the three of them were there in their own conversation. And they knew they had seen the movie, so they, you know, they knew who she was, and was very excited to meet her. My wife and I literally had tears in our eyes, and it's this special kind of magic. It always makes me thankful and grateful that I've been blessed with the children that I have. Happy Dad's Day, Hillman. Hello, this is Patrick, a.k.a. Turkey Lurkey, Diz Dad member number 551. My father passed away when I was eight, and my memories of him are few and far between. Well, that was something I wanted to change with my own children, and one of my goals to that end was to take them to Disney as often as possible. I had the opportunity to take my daughter on her first trip this last January. So many great things happened on that trip, but one moment in particular stands out. 
we were at Epcot and had a chance meeting with Rafiki. Now, my daughter has been afraid of people in monkey, gorilla, ape costumes for a long time now, nor was she familiar with the Lion King. So we were prepared for a full-on freak-out mode due to the sudden Simeon surprise. Well, much to our chagrin, our daughter ran right up to Rafiki and gave him the biggest, longest hug we saw her give any character that trip. No fear, just genuine happiness. We were alone in that hallway, just our family, Rafiki, and his handler. It was one of those special, practically perfect Disney moments you can't ever plan for. The next night, as my wife was getting dinner, my daughter turned to me with a big smile and said, I'm having so much fun. I love you, Daddy. Now, she said I love you before then, and she said it since. But at that moment, well, I knew that even if she didn't remember this for the rest of her life, I would. Happy Father's Day, all. Hope yours is filled with magical moments, too. This is Jason, Jason4024 from the Disports. My father passed away in December 1997, and I do miss him greatly each day. While I do not have a memory of my dad at Disney, I know that he is with us each time we enter the park. Every time we do enter Magic Kingdom, the first thing I do is go to the fire department with the patch for the department that I belong to, to have it hung in the Main Street Fire Station. I'm a third generation firefighter with Cola Fire Department. My grandfather was a past chief and my dad a past president. When we arrived in Magic Kingdom in September of 2009 and December of 2010, both times our patch was already hanging in the fire station. Speaking to a, to a cast member, they told me the patches are changed regularly. So it makes me think there is a bit of Disney magic. I would also like to share a quick, quick story about my stepdad. When we took my daughter to Disney for the first time, he drilled it into her head that we needed to ride the Carousel of Progress. The reason being was the first time he rode the ride himself was in the early 80s. And to see what it is today, he actually enjoys seeing the changes. These two men have molded me into the father I am today. I owe each of them a lot of credit and praise. Happy Father's Day to each of my own dads. Hi, this is Mark Harbison. I'm Captain Oblivious on the Diz Boards. And uh, I was playing golf with my father at Walt Disney World. And he, as he is wont to do, and many of us are, sliced one into the trees. And so we walked down the hole, and he went traipsing off into the woods to find his ball. And then a few minutes later, he comes crawling back out, and he says, Come here, you got to see this. And so we both go back into the woods, hiking through the trees, and we come upon this big stone monument, intricately carved. And on the monument is inscribed uh, a couple sentences that say, at this point, you are now 50 yards offline. We offer excellent lessons in our pro shop. Please call today. And we just got the biggest kick out of that, that only Disney would spare that expense <laughs> to uh, basically put up a joke. And uh, it just reminded me of my father that, uh, you know, t teaching me that not to take yourself too seriously, to be able to have the ability to laugh at yourself really goes a long way in this world. Uh, and to have a little bit of humility will take you far. So that's my Father's Day memory of Disney World. Great contributions from their community members. Uh, panel, I'd like to give us the opportunity to share some of our own Diz Dad stories. And for this round, I'd like some people who have stories to share about their own dads. Uh, anybody have a, a Diz Dad story involving their own father they'd like to share? Well, yeah, Aaron, it's Paul. Um, I'd love to jump in real quick. Uh, sure, go ahead. You know, uh, 
I kind of uh, got into Disney really from my father. He um, was the biggest Disney fanatic I had ever met and um, still to this day had ever met. He uh, worked a lot. So the only the only time we really got to spend with him were on family vacations. And um, the one place we would go, if it wasn't every year, it was every other year, was Disney. So he got me into it uh, really big, my whole family actually. But I think um, the funniest thing about uh, my father and Disney really was the things he were into was into uh, weren't so much the the big attractions and the um, the big ticket items that you think of when you go down to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot or anything like that. But he was into all kind of the um, the more obscure rides and things that Walt really you know put time and effort into. Um, some things that come to mind are just like um, you know um, World of Motion and some some different things that. Uh, I think the Carousel of Progress actually was his biggest one too, and he loved that. He loved the uh, Hall of Presidents and all those type of things. So um, it really got me to kind of see another part of Disney, um, other than just the rides as a child. And uh, I think that really added to my enjoyment of um, Walt Disney World, and kind of adds to what I can, you know, show my kids now when we go down. So, sure, sure. Uh, Nathaniel, you started to say something as well. Well, I was, I was just going to say that um, I remember the biggest smile on my dad's face whenever we were at Disney World or Disneyland. My father was in the Air Force, so I got a chance to see both of them at, at a young age. And uh, he would have the biggest smile on his face as if uh, heaven had just fallen on earth whenever we were at Disneyland or Disney World. And uh, when I go, it, it brings me back to my childhood, and I can just see my dad's face as I'm walking through Disney World or Disneyland and that's what I enjoy about going back to visit yeah, I mean, for myself, you know, I, I'm sort of a first generation Disney fan and um, being from the Midwest and, you know, not really having the opportunity to, to take a big trip like that when I was growing up um, the best, the the best example that I could think of, um, of, I guess, where I get my sort of Disney spirit from, um, is the, remember a a summer trip that I took with uh, my parents and my two brothers to uh, the Lake of the Ozarks area, and um, there's an amusement park sort of in that area um, down in Branson, and one of the things that we did while we were there is we went to visit uh, some incredible, uh, cave formations. There are some really beautiful caves. Now, one of the things that my father and I share, at least especially when I was uh, younger, is an incredible fear of heights. Um, I, at that time, I mean, I didn't ride roller coasters when I was, until I was like 17, and a friend of mine made me get on one um, because I was afraid of heights. And we went into uh, a cavern called Fantastic Cavern, And the thing about the cavern is that you enter near the top and sort of spiral down. Well, you can see over the edge, but you can't see the bottom. And boy, about a third of the way into the tour through Fantastic Fantastic Caverns, I was almost paralyzed with fear. But my father, walking right behind me, and... I know now, at least as terrified as I was, because he's still afraid of heights and doesn't do roller coasters, was able to get me to relax a little bit, to calm down. He actually had me 
counting the number of times I chewed my gum uh, to keep my mind off of it. But it was that ability to put his own fear, his own concerns aside, and to make me feel comfortable, even in a situation where I felt the least comfortable I ever felt at that age, um, that that I think uh, I, I always think about when I'm getting my own kids to, you know, challenge themselves and, and do something that they might not otherwise have done. Uh, I guess I got, I got one thing. I mean, I'm kind of like you, Aaron, kind of a first generation Disney fan. I mean, we did go once when I was younger. Uh, I guess I was about seven or eight. Um, but the thing I remember about my dad is, is, is more not so much the rides, but more just the family being together and, and, and eating out at the restaurants. It seems like his were the highlights of, of his uh, vacations all the time. And I'm actually lucky enough to be going down next week and, and my parents are going to be coming down later in the week. So I'm, I'm anxious to see like how he interacts with, with my kids and, and uh, see how that goes. All right. My, my dad uh, got me into Disney at a very young age and we, uh, we were down in Orlando in the very early 70s, uh, me and my three brothers. And, uh, you know, what dad really loved was he, he's a big science fiction guy. So he really loved the aspect of uh, Disney that had to do with futuristic things. So he loved the Carousel of Progress, which my brothers and I thought was torture. But he also loved uh, the monorail and... Uh, it turns out when we got back to our little hometown in Pennsylvania, which was a dying steel town at the time, um, somehow he ended up getting interviewed by the, the local paper where he suggested that we should build a monorail uh, right in downtown Johnstown. Hmm. Um, never happened, and he got labeled as a bit of a kook for that, but, uh, <laughs> but that's my dad, and uh, he, he's a great guy. So, do you now uh, do you now torture your children with Carousel of Progress? You know what I, I I do I look at Carousel of Progress differently now. When when I go on it, I love to do it to relax, to you know get out of the heat and you know take a break. And to me, it's funny now. But when I was a kid, boy, I, I just wanted to go back to you know the teacups or Space Mountain or anything but Carousel of Progress. <laughs> but uh, and now I kind of look at it as a nice relaxing time with the family and you know I'm sure that will be torture uh, uh, to them shortly well we'll be back with our panel in just a moment but first my interview with celebrity Diz dad Tom Kane okay and now I can introduce you to our special surprise guest celebrity Tom Kane you may be saying huh Who's a surprise guest? That's right. Tom Kane, you know his voice, although you might not recognize his face. And you know his voice because he has uh, it has appeared in the Disney universe a number of times. Um, Tom appeared in a Kim Possible episode as the villain Monkey Fist. He currently appears in a production that we pay attention to, especially this time of year in the Disney community because of Star Wars Weekend, uh, because Tom is now the voice of Yoda in Clone Wars. Welcome, Tom. Hey, nice to be here. Glad you could make it. Um, we're really excited to talk to somebody who is both involved in sort of the, the creation of, of Disney content, who's, who's a part of that 
universe, um, but is also a Disney dad himself. Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, we're actually leaving uh, day after tomorrow to go to uh, Star Wars weekend. But yeah, I mean, I, I I've been uh, uh, you know as a as a someone who lived in Los Angeles for twenty years, we and have a baseball team of kids. We went to Disneyland there a number of times. So. Yeah, if I'm uh, if I looked at this correctly, this is going to be your second trip to uh, Star Wars Weekend to appear yeah. as one of the guests. Um, how how was last year's Star Wars Weekend? What was well, it? it was a very odd experience for me because uh, you know I'm at uh, one of the most amazing places on the planet, but I'm also working. So uh, uh, it was uh, it was strange in the sense that I I've never been to a Disney park when I'm not just a, you know, a civilian walking around uh, enjoying myself. So it, in many ways, it was, a, it was a terrific experience because they had to, they assigned a, a guide to us that was mainly to function as someone as a bodyguard, but also <laughs> get us, you know, to, from one part of the park or from one park to another park as fast as possible. So instead of doing it the way, you know, everyone else has to do it, we were able to go through the back, you know, back entryways and, um, I only had a couple hours every day where I could uh, actually spend time with my family to go on rides. So the they had a guide assigned to them and, and us as well. So we didn't have to wait in any lines. You could just basically go to the front of the line. And, wow. and that's a, I believe that's something that's actually available to people. I think you can you can actually uh, hire a guide. Uh, I think called, I think it's a VIP tour guide or something like that. Right. It's it's not it's not inexpensive, but it certainly changes everything in terms of what you're able to do because you don't have to wait in lines anymore. So I bet the the uh, the super fast pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'd like to ask you. I want to give the guys a, a chance to kind of get to know you a little bit. We do a continuing segment on our podcast that we call "Get to Know a Diz Dad." Uh, so I, I'd like to kind of put you on the hot seat and ask you the the ten questions that we run through as part of our "Getting to Know a Diz Dad" uh, segment. Would you like to join us? Sure. All right. So the first question is, where do you live and what do you do for a living? Well, I live in a, a suburb of Kansas City in Overland Park, Kansas, and um, I am a voiceover guy. I do uh, voiceovers for cartoons and movie trailers and commercials, um, network promos, stuff like that. Um, most of most of my client, most of my trailer work is is Disney and Pixar. They're probably my single largest trailer account. I do most of the Disney and Pixar. Um, movie trailers, so you know, it was me doing. Um, it's Disney Pixar's Up starts Friday at theaters everywhere. You know, and <clears throat> now I'm doing uh, in the middle of doing uh, Cars, all the Cars Two stuff. Now it's a, uh, it's Disney Pixar's Cars Two starts Friday May twenty fourth. Rated G. Yep, yep. <clears throat> See, that's the voice we all recognize. <laughs> And it is a little unusual, isn't it, for somebody to do this kind of work um, from the Midwest, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, it's it's completely unusual. As far as I know, I'm the only guy that does what I do that um, is not living in a major market like New York or, or Los Angeles. Um, all the other trailer guys, with maybe one or two exceptions, live in L.A. So, but you know, it, it was I was already very well established in my career, and I'm a voice. And with the technology, you know, they don't, they don't need my body there. They just need my voice there. And the technology has gotten to the point where I can send my voice instantaneously around the world with the same quality as if I was there in their studio. I mean, I actually did a session Sunday night on the voice of Disney uh, Asia. 
Okay. So uh, if you're watching uh, the Disney Channel in in uh, Singapore or Hong Kong or any of the other, you know, Australia, any of the English speaking areas on the other side of the planet, that's me. You know, it's going, you know, it's a, it's, you know, it's yo ho, let's go. It's little takes new adventures on Disney, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm actually doing sessions at 8.30 at night and it's 9.30 in the morning in Singapore where they're recording it. And, uh, it, <laughs> But it sounds, you know, it's I've got with because of the equipment I have, it sounds like I'm actually in their studio. There's no sure. lag or no delay, and it sounds like I'm there. So great. Well, why don't you describe your family a little bit? It's kind of an unusual brood. Well, we have a a, a bunch of different kids. We have uh, three biological kids. We have five adopted kids from Asia and the United States, and uh, and we have uh, a foster daughter. So uh, we're. We are, like I, I say, we are a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> so is the whole, is the, uh, whole team trekking down for uh, Star Wars weekend? No, no, I'm just taking uh, I'm taking uh, my three girls and my niece. Ah. So we're, we're, we're going, because the, the, we have two babies that are too young to enjoy anything at Disney World yet. So Right, right. Okay, so we're going to go to some Walt Disney World questions now. Um, what's your favorite sort of off the beaten path location at Walt Disney World if you've actually gotten oh. the chance to check them out. <laughs> well, I, honestly, I haven't been able to explore it because last year I was working almost the whole time I was there. So other than just a few hours over the course of the few days at uh, primarily in, in uh, uh, oh, the, the... In Hollywood the, Studios? The theater, the, 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 uh, the, the theater with Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I spent, I spent pretty much my entire time there. So um, I'm going to try to get uh, a little more time to do something cool like one of the like the safari or or uh, the Segway tour or something like that because you know I, I really did miss out on the because uh, last time I was at Disney World I was 10 years old and needless <laughs> to say it's changed just a little bit yeah so. just a tad um, well we hear great things about the new Star Tours ride. Yeah, I've gotten a number of fans that have already sent me things through Facebook that say they just think it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I got to be the, because we were there last year um, for, uh, not only for uh, Star Star Tour, not I mean uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars weekend. weekend. We are also there for um, uh, Celebration uh, Four, which is the uh, Celebration Five rather, which is the big Star Wars convention that they have every two years. Uh huh. So that. They were, uh, we got to do, uh, I think I went on the next to the last ride uh, of the Star Tours before they closed it down. So. Oh, for the last tour to Endor kind of. Yeah, it was really kind of fun. I was, I'm, I was in there going the last tour to Endor and uh, I'm sitting in there with Seth Green and Mark Hamill, who's, you know, Luke Skywalker. And, <laughs> uh, the guy who played Boba Fett and it really was amazing. So did you pipe up as Yoda from the background? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could resist. It was, it was tough. Um, so, move on with the Disney questions. Um, what's your favorite animated Disney character? Oh, boy. Favorite animated Disney character. Um, well, there's a bunch. I mean, I, I don't... It's not so much that I have a specific character that I like. It's just, you know, certain movies. Of, you know, because I kind of look at them as a, as a unit. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if... I have like a favorite bad guy. I like Scar because you know Scar is cool. And, and right. uh, but then you know I also like you know in sort of favorite comedic characters. I like uh, probably Timon and Pumbaa. You know probably Timon. 
Yeah. But yeah, just you know, just so many different ones. I mean, we uh, we just I just actually watched the uh, uh, the Princess and the Frog. We just right. rented that the other day, and I hadn't seen that yet. And I thought that uh, Jim Cummings as the Firefly was just phenomenal. I thought he just stole the movie. So. Yeah, you know, Disney has a seems to have a real talent with the that whole you know Firefly and uh, uh, what do you go Dragonfly from yeah. the Rescuers. You know, yeah. similarly a, a little character like that that kind of steals the show without a lot of lines. Well, one of the things Disney does uh, that I wish, because again, it's almost impossible to get into a major motion picture cartoon these days because you have to be a celebrity. I mean, it it it's just that's an unfortunate thing that they're all doing and. Uh, you know, they think just because you had a bit part on the sitcom in the 1970s that somehow that makes you more qualified to play a part. And usually that's not the case. I mean, and, you know, there's some some celebrities that belong in voiceover work and uh, some that don't. Disney, at least, will still give some of those where they really need a, a standout character like the Firefly in uh, Princess and Frog. They'll still give it to someone who's a professional voiceover guy, and that's why it's so good. I mean, sure. Jim, Jim Cummings is... Uh, He's also Winnie the Pooh. He's Tigger. He's, uh, you know, he does so many other uh, characters for them. But, you know, it's, it's always refreshing from my point of view to hear an actual voiceover person doing a voiceover job. Sure. <clears throat> well, I, I know that, you know, being dads, we've got a, a big group of guys who are, are Star Wars fans from, from way back. From, you know, we all remember standing in the line that wrapped around the theater back in the 70s waiting again when we saw it han shot first exactly <laughs> yeah the, the the scenes were still in the right order um but uh you know the the we remember him from back then and it's it's you know what did it feel like being part of that group part of that generation that that saw these in the theaters to be asked to voice one of those iconic characters oh it it was very weird in a good way i mean it was I, of course i was nervous as heck you know when i first uh was asked to do yoda um i'd been doing stuff for lucas uh for years prior to that just you know games and stuff like that but not as a any gigantic character i mean i did like i think i did admiral akbar uh for some games and i'm i'm, I'm akbar also in the new star tours and uh but nothing as gigantic as, as Yoda. So to, to suddenly start doing that was a little surreal. You know, I'm a kid from the Midwest and I was out in Hollywood and suddenly I find myself in a recording studio with engineers that have, and producers that have come down from Lucasfilm and, and I'm working on a project as Yoda with, you know, a script that has Lucasfilm on it. So that was, that was very surreal. And I, I was curious, you know, I, I, I seem to remember you saying something about having, uh, you know, been at events with uh, George Lucas and and uh, Frank Oz. H have you ever done your Yoda for Frank Oz? No, I've actually never. T I've never had the guts to talk to Frank about it. I've only seen him, I think, once a long time ago, and uh, so we've never had any real conversation. But he finally, last year, for the first time, he was in interviewed uh, from magazine i think it was and someone asked him about my yoda and he basically said yeah he's, he's, he's pretty good and i was like i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey that's that's great from the originator absolutely so you're getting ready to to head down to star wars weekend um 
what is it that you're most looking forward to about this trip? You mentioned a couple of things about, you know, hoping to get to see some more of the things in Walt Disney World, but is there one particular thing you're looking forward to? Well, of course, you know, the Star Tours, the new Star Tours, Uh, not just because I'm in it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see, I want to try to get to a couple of the other parks because the Hollywood Studios, I was pretty much stuck there the whole time last year. So I'm going to try to get... uh, uh, get to to see at least a couple of hit some of the the main attractions at a few of the other ones because I know there's so much stuff that's that's new there and and two of the <clears throat> two of the girls that, uh, that are going with us have never been to uh, to Walt Disney World and uh, and one of them has never been to Walt Disney World or Disneyland so it's I, I just kind of want to see the the look on her face you know as she sees some of these things. That's uh, exactly what makes us all Diz Dads. That yeah. The thing that we're most interested in is that look on the kid's face when they experience it for the yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, because we went through the same thing, but from the other direction, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, I, I have one last personal request here. Yeah. Um, you know, my mother-in-law is a huge Yoda fan. Really? Really. Um, and it turns out that her birthday is the week after this podcast is scheduled to air. So if you could, for us, uh, wish a a happy birthday to Sally from Yoda, that would probably (laughs) win me major brawny points. Well, uh, well, I can do it here this way or better yet would for me to record it in my studio, put a little music under it and send it to you to play it for it. That'll sound way better tell you what if you can do both that would be wonderful you got it all right greeting sally jedi master yoda this is or at least his voice wishing you a happy birthday happy it will be looked into the force and foreseen it i have yes (laughs) (laughs) well thank you very much i really appreciate you taking the time i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it again so all right well enjoy star wars weekend and uh you have a great time with the kids. Don't let the crowds uh, overwhelm you and keep you pinned in Hollywood studio too much. You got it. All right. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys. So we've shared some stories about our own dads, but we're all dads ourselves now. And uh, with Father's Day right around the corner, and we'll be introducing or we'll be uh, releasing this podcast for Father's Day, um, I thought this might also be a good moment for us to share some of our favorite Diz Dad moments with our own children. Um, anybody have a, a favorite memory they'd like to share? I do. Uh, yeah, I got one too. <laughs> um, Aaron, like like the guys are saying, I'm a first-generation uh, Disney uh, person as well. Uh, to be honest, my wife is the one that's got me uh, into Disney, and it, it's what makes me as passionate. She calls it obsessed, um, potato-potato, as I am today. Um and our our kids my favorite memory with my kids would have to be probably the, the first time that like i said that i got to stand on the bridge and watch um wishes with them that was a extremely special moment for me because i had all three of them there at the same time and just you know they're all quiet and they're all focused on the the fireworks and it was just a very special time for me um i think jd you had one you wanted to share as well yeah um I've only been once uh, with my with my daughter. She's ten, and and we went back in two thousand and five. So she was, I guess, between four and five. But I remember uh, specifically going on the teacups with her, 
and spinning that teacup as, as fast as I could. I remember her the, the look on her face and then me as I got off the ride, the look on my face because I, I almost made myself sick. But I still remember that and, and I think that's where she, she you know started to get her love of of uh of these rides and, and now she's she's into more of the roller coasters and the uh the kind of adult rides so um i'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you know the new memories we uh we have when we go go the next time and then this time with my uh with my four-year-old son as well so sounds great who else has a memory with their child they'd like to share uh, i got one aaron um so uh, my daughter Grace, the first time we took her down, she was she was just about two years old, and um, we so she couldn't do a lot of the big rides, but we took her to um, Mickey's house in the um, the barn out back, Judge's tent, um, to meet him for the first time. And my wife and I were a little bit unnerved about uh, how she would handle, you know, most two-year-olds handle seeing these characters in real life for the first time, you know, three times her size, so. Um, we went in with a little trepidation, but as soon as she got in that little room there um, behind the ropes where you can see Mickey and Minnie standing up, um, she just absolutely lost it in a good way. Um, started screaming, you know, Mickey, Mickey, it's me, it's Gracie, I'm here to see you, um, <laughs> thinking that they were best friends and uh, it, just seeing the joy and, uh, you know, how happy she was in that moment was special. Um, it's also a little bit funny to my wife and I that we must have ingrained, you know, Disney and Mickey Mouse and all the shows to her so much that she actually did think that they were good friends. But uh, <laughs> that, that to, to this day, is probably my favorite Disney memory. Uh, Nathaniel, it sounded like you had something you wanted to share. Yeah, Aaron, I have a, I have a, uh, well, I actually have several memories, but one that really sticks out in my mind. Uh, it's back when we took my son to Disney World when he was six years old. Actually, it was a family reunion. And we were on the train that goes around uh, Magic Kingdom, and it stopped over there near, um, I believe it was Toontown. Uh, but we could see Mickey Mouse's house, his house and the Minnie Mouse house. And it, it was getting dark, the park was getting ready to close, and my son said, Daddy, I wish everybody would leave so Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse can get some sleep. And I, it just it hit me <laughs> that he, he just believed that everybody that he saw on TV lived there at, at Disney World and that they were real. And I think it was at that point that the magic of Disney actually hit me. And uh, to see that on his face, because we would stay at the, uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge and... He, before he would go to sleep, he would look out the window and he, would, he thought Tarzan was out there somewhere with the animals. And he, everyone that he saw uh, from Disney on TV, he just believed that they were real and they were actually there at Disney World and they were sleeping at night, believe that the princesses were sleeping in the castle. It, it, it's a, it's a, it was amazing. And that's why I'm kind of sad that the, um, the Mickey Mouse house and the Minnie Mouse house are getting ready to leave if they're not gone already. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think they're, they're already gone. That's, that's, that's sad. It's <laughs> sad to hear. <laughs> sad to hear. A lot, a lot of memories in those houses. Yeah, you know, I, I took this uh, trip with, with my kids uh, just this last October, and my kids' reactions to Disney World were so sort of night and day um, because my, my daughter, who's eight years old at the time, um, is an absolute thrill ride freak. Uh, 
she loves it you know the faster it goes the higher it goes the more it spins the faster it drops the more she loves it um and my son on the other hand was three at the time and was really shy he was shy about rides he was shy about characters and so i have sort of different sort of special Diz dad memories um from that trip with each of them you know with my daughter because my son was so reluctant a lot of the time he would hang with my wife while my daughter and i you know kind of went and and did the the ride stuff and it was just a really wonderful time to be able to spend with her several days in a row really just hanging out and exploring the park together um and I think one of my favorite moments was the morning that we hit Magic Kingdom and I was getting ready to go run and, and make a uh, fast, fast run to Splash Mountain. And she decided to come with me on the on the, the fast, pass run rather than wait around, wait and go uh, ride uh, Astro Orbiters with my wife and son. Um, so sort of uh, sharing the, the fast pass runner duties with her for the first time. And, and that was sort of a special moment. Uh, and then with my son, you know, as I said, he had been really reluctant and, and kind of overwhelmed by everything. Um, he spent a lot of the trip hanging out in his uh, stroller with the, the canopy pulled down, and he referred to that as his roller coaster. Um, and he was perfectly happy just to kind of absorb everything from there. But his favorite character is Stitch. and we passed Stitch several times during the week we were in Disney World and he would refuse to get close to him. And then the last the last day we spent in the Magic Kingdom, we were coming off of the Tomorrowland Speedway and he noticed Stitch just walking across Tomorrowland and he just made a break for it. I mean, he ran to Stitch and ran up to him and gave him a big hug um, and it was it was just seeing that moment where it clicked in him in him that there wasn't anything to be afraid of that he could uh, embrace this experience uh, was really wonderful to see. Uh, Aaron, I got one also. Um, you know, my my daughter was pretty young. She's just turned three recently, but she's been to Disney World uh, um, more times than I than I'd like to tell you uh, right now, but. <laughs> When she was young, you know, we we took her from place to place, but it was kind of nice. One of my biggest moments for her was when she finally decided that she wanted to do something. And, and unfortunately, what she became obsessed with was It's a Small World. And uh, Oh, I so, feel for you, brother. <laughs> you know, but I'd never heard her sing before because, you know, she was maybe a little older than two and and she spoke a lot but she never really sang but we went through it's a small world and she came out the other side singing it's a small world and then and to me to to hear her do that that was just uh that was just a great moment and you know unfortunately we do it three or four times a trip now but uh (laughs) uh, you know i i love it too so it's it's all good does anybody else have a, a story they want to share? Aaron, can I tell one more story? Please. Please if do. I, if I could, because I, it was a toss-up between the one I, I gave you previously and um, the one I'm getting ready to tell you. It was a, another trip that we took uh, for my son's eighth birth, birthday. Um, his birthday's in December, and we promised him when he turned eight 
we would take him on a Disney cruise and also take him to Disney World. And uh, we, we got the, uh, the tickets to go to the very merry, Ricky's very merry Christmas party. And while we were watching the parade, I had my son on my shoulders and uh, sat around in the parade. And my son started hitting me on the top of my head. Hey, Daddy, that's the real Santa Claus right there. I know he's real because he's here in Disney World. <laughs> I just, that moment right there was worth every penny that we spent. I mean, it was like you know, every other Santa Claus he saw in any of these other stores or back here in North Carolina, he, he, he kind of knew that they were kind of fake or wishy-washy. But the one in, that he saw in Disney World was real because that Santa Claus was in Disney World where everything is real. That, that was a fantastic moment for me. That sounds like a wonderful moment. Well, I, I want to go ahead and thank all of our panel members. Again, um, Nathaniel Poe, the Disney fanatic, the founder of the Diz Dads Club. It was wonderful to have you on. Uh, Mark Pratt, Paul Hodger, Christian Hill, and Joe D'Antonio. And we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit our website, disdads.com. Uh, tweet us at Dizdads Podcast on Twitter. Participate in the discussion in the new Dizdads subforum in the Disney for Families forum at disboards.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Please stand clear of the doors. This has been a Wizard of Oz production.